just been sitting down and thinking, okay, I don't think I need to preach, eh? God has been at work here. God has been doing fantastic stuff. But I think I'm an African. You can allow me. I can have two hours and then you can still sit down. And actually, I remember back in the days, I was invited in one of these African church to go and minister. And it was hot. Like, this is not hot, church. This is not hot. And it's going to be hot when I'm preaching. Because you'll be hearing the word of God. And we, I was the, the speaker. And I had to preach after two pastors preach. So I was the third person. And it was at um, this township called, um, I think, doesn't work. And there structure of a church it's not like this it's an iron sheet and just built so they can have a place of worship and when you come to preach to an African church you will be rebuked if you're wearing like Ireland the three shorts they will, they're not going to hear nothing you, you must have a suit you must have a like a, a proper dressing code, as I can say. That does not reveal your, your, your two peaks, your legs there. So, and, and, and this oaks there, I was coming and I was fully dressed with my stuff. And I, I, I went and asked the pastor, can I take off my jacket, man? I'm sweating. And then I'm sweating everything, I'm just wet. <laughs> Looks like I was in a deep pool or something, and then my, I had the tissues, I, was, I had everything on my face. But the greatest thing that I still remember, even on those conditions, these people they still love Jesus. They were singing like crazy, man. They were preaching like crazy. And they were fine with that. And with us, we've got fans, eh? look at us. We are Lani's. We are such blessed church. And them, they do not even have a single fan. But they're still praising their Lord. But I'm not saying anything. I'm not going to actually hold you towards that. But I just want to say, let's give thanks to God for what we have. Let's give honor to Him because there are people out there still actually going to church and they don't have countable chairs. They've got benches but we are still mourning. Let's give him praise all the time. This week, I've been waking up with the attitude, no matter what, you know, we, we, we end up complaining, but we, if you can sit down and count the blessings of the Lord, what he has done, you'll be very amazed. I think just now, I, 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 I'm amazed what God is doing, transforming us. The healing that is happening. Thank you, for the testimony that you're sharing. And just a bit of a joke. I don't know if it's a joke, but my son was very worried about when we're praying for all those people that are sick. And then Andela looks at me on the face and said, where is mommy's going to get the job? Because my wife, she's a nurse. <laughs> where is my mommy's going to get the job? Because she's a nurse. And I think this will be the great thing, man. 
We want to see people because even the medical doctors, when they see these things blowing away, the faith started to build in this community we're living in. We want to see people healed in Jesus' name. We want to see. It's not as we're not looking in terms of our country. We want to see our country healed by itself. We want to look around it, not just South Africa. We're looking at the nations. We want to see the nations healed. I had the privilege this week sitting under the teaching of Derek Murphy, if anyone knows Derek Murphy and Alexander. Derek Murphy said something that strikes me big time. He said we needed to go back in terms of the, the church that was actually on fire for Jesus. We can't actually have a church that we're actually folding ourselves because we're just sitting and relaxing. We needed to call on him because he's there and he's waiting for us. He's not going to say, I'm bothered about you, Zolani, asking for healing every time. He's pleased about that because all the authority has been given to us to pray for those who are not well. But that's not my topic. I just wanted to throw it out there. How many of you have got cell phones, fancy cell phones? doesn't matter. If you've got a fancy cell phone, if you don't have a fancy cell phone, that rhymes, eh? I I forgive you, it's fine. (laughs) But I just want you to do something. This is just one of the illustrations. How many knows what is a Bluetooth? I know I actually, Dorothy always come and ask me about the phones. (laughs) Because she has no idea how to work around the phone. Do you know a Bluetooth here? Okay. You know what is the job of the a Bluetooth? I'm just asking. And I, I know uh, you guys and some of them, they've got, you know, old phone, uh, you know, like where you pick it up and then your phone. So we've got cell phones now. So what, what do you do with the Bluetooth? Connect. Can you give a hand to Amanda? <laughs> well done, Amanda. It's to connect. So, when you're connecting, it's required you to accept. When you're sending, when you open your Bluetooth and then you said, okay, I'm opening my Bluetooth now. And this is what I'm doing. I'm actually doing it proper. So I'm searching, hoping someone's Bluetooth here is open. If there's no, yeah, there is a Bluetooth that is open. Someone is carrying here a Galaxy A550. If you've got a, a, a Galaxy something, that's you. It's, that is a Samsung. And there's another Bluetooth coming, uh, Hawaii Y6 2019. And there's another one, Brenda iPhone. My goodness. There's a P-Smart coming. P-Smart. It's P-Smart. It's called, no, it's called P-Smart. There's another one coming. My goodness. It's called Galaxy J4 Plus. Galaxy S10e. You. I've asked for a request because I opened my Bluetooth. Now, I think sometimes I can just press on this thing. Let me press 
Así de someone here says Zolan rocks. I don't know. Let me accept that. Who says Zolan rocks? I'm just, I'm just connecting to him. Huh? No, that's, oh, that's, that's not my cell. Oh, I've got two cell phones, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I've got two cell phones. <laughs> uh, who's uh, Galaxy J4? J4 Plus, yeah. J4 Plus, J4 Plus, J4 wants to. Well, there you are. Okay, okay, there you are. Okay. Uh, I'm going to send you uh, a request. You see my request there? It's coming. It's coming. Eileen has got an option of rejecting my request. She can say no to that. But if she accepts it, that means I've got a, a part of connecting with Eileen. I can be able to send stuff to Eileen. I can be able to download a message that would be reasonable for Eileen to take it. I can be able to say, Eileen, now, I think I've given you enough information so you can be able to handle it and I wanted to disconnect you with because uh, this is my phone and this is your phone. But if I keep sending stuff to Eileen, that means Eileen would always depending on me. God giving us the invitation on the Bluetooth. It's either you accept it. You need to accept it and say, I need this. I need you, Jesus, in my life. I need you. I don't know how many people I saw when I was opening this Bluetooth. There's so many people, they wanted their request from me. And I could not actually send it to everybody. But there's a time where we look at God and God has said, Zolani, I'll be dealing with your life. I'll be dealing with your life. Don't look the people on the side. Don't actually bother about your families. My grandmother used to say, the problems that we have at Pagatis, actually if you look at Lituli, if you look at Bowdens, if you look at black men's, uh, whoever surnames around, sometimes you say, thank you, Jesus, for our problem because I'm fine with those other people's problem. God cannot give you something that you cannot handle. God is each and everyone here. He has given us something that we can handle. Each and everyone. So then how did you get into that? I've read the book this week, the book of Matthew, chapter 7. I've been having a hard time. It's been very difficult. And I want to read this scripture to you. And I wanted to think, does it connect with you? Can you accept it? And make a use of it as you go through this week. And I want to read the scripture. But I just want, as you, I'm reading this scripture, and I want to share after that little scripture what is in on my heart. And it's February, the year is going so quick. It's going so fast. But I want, as I'm reading this scripture, I said, I look at my life, I look at other people's life. Does this resonate with me? Does it fit? any part of my heart 
And this is what I will be talking about. And I will be going through talking about the heart as well. We had a privilege on Monday motivation talking about the heart. The part of the heart is to risk to make the blood circulate everywhere around. It gets when that thing stops beating, you should worry because you're going with Jesus. But when is it beating now? That means it's got the function to do. And there's a scripture that speaks a little bit about the heart here. But I'm not going there. But I want to read the scripture to you. Can I have a water, please? I don't know how I'm dry. Thank you. Is this yours, Milen? Ah, this is not the holy water. Thank you. I saw, I saw on your newsletter, it's written in the, in the Persian translation, but I think I love, I love it on NIV. Milen, she's the one that put it on the Persian version. It's okay, we bless her, it's wonderful, Milen. But this is, I just want to read this. Jesus is, te- is teaching on his disciples, and this parable, it actually can be something. I think, Lee, you're the only builder in this place. I don't know how many people that build their houses. But I want to say the greatest thing to make this building function very well is the foundation. If the foundation is not solid, that thing, that means it can collapse. The municipality can take it down. Because if you don't have a strong foundation. Far as I had before, James Bowden used to tell me, when they're building their house, the inspector, they will come right everything when it's starting, from the trenches until when they're putting the slab. Because if they don't come and you build the house right at the top, that means it was in vain what you were doing. They must come and inspect right at the foundation. I had something that was amazing this week, chatting to Milane. and said, the reason our church were built, it was built for a small number. And I think she was the one that came and revealed that and said, guys, don't limit ourselves. Let's build this so we can be able to host about 500 people. And I think this is actually, I'm speaking in faith as well. We need to have people filling up this building. Not the people that just come and fill up the building, the people that they can't gather because they have Jesus in life. We pray for this generation of Sarepta where we can have young and old. I've told a lot of people, when people they tell me, they said, where is the younger people at Sarepta Church? I said, I'm the youngest as well. Count me in. And they say, thank you so much. Look at you. There are young people in this church. Let's not make an agreement with the enemy. Because when we agree with the enemy, we say there's no younger people. And we needed to say there are younger people in this church. Let's speak life. And so, I don't know. I'm just going flying. The word of the Lord says, Therefore, everyone who hears this word of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man. Can I substitute that? A wise woman as well. Who builds his house on the rock? 
The rain comes down, and the stream roars, and the winds blow. Uh, actually, when I, I read that, you know, there's, I don't know, there's a book that I will come and come and blow your house. <laughs> yes. And I will come and come and blow your house. I just love that. And pits against your house. Yet, it did not fall. Why it did not fall? Because it had its foundation on the rock. Where is its foundation? On the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish woman and a foolish woman. In a harsh way there. I never thought there is a such word like that in the Bible. Foolish. But who builds his house on the sand? The rain comes down and the stream rose and the wind will blow it and against that house and it will fall with the crash. And when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowd were amazed. I wonder what amazed them so much. And he's teaching because he taught as one who had authority. Okay, that's how is it. And not as the one who teach of the law. Not the one that teach just the law. There is two of this option here. And I've got something that I wanted to say. Someone we were just praying for South Africa. When we were praying for South Africa, thank you. I had some words that I want to share. God does not come to take over the site. God comes to live on the site. The site. I'm talking about the building. We have actually a big fight about the land claims and everything. God does not come in to take over that land. He's coming to stay on that land. God is with us here. God lives in us. We can't have to fight about this because it is. He's coming to live here. We can't take something that it is. It is God. But he's given us that part of he's coming to stay on this side. I want to have a peace. I've been praying for a friend of mine where there's this whole lot of claims, of land claimings. Man, it does not belong to us. It belongs to God. I, I read that scripture every time when it comes to March. I've got tears coming. It means to be a good time. But I want to go back because I've read that scripture. We went on the camp. It was Emazim Toti for the Alpha a long time ago. It was amazing. It was a great thing. But it was disappointed at the end because I received the call. And it was the 1st of March. Every time when it's the 1st of March, I get to melt down. But now, since I read that scripture... The reason I could survive the incidents that happened in, in the Pagati family is because I could read that scripture. Because if I was not built on the rock, I was going to actually collapse. Yeah. 
I had the call. They said, my auntie, she's been raped and she was been stabbed. And we had to run quickly and go back to Ambo and leave everything. Imagine when you have to leave the people from the campsite. And you had to drive quick and get there. And we get to see that incident. If it wasn't that I was building on the rock, I don't know how I would be still coping right now. I ask myself, the difference when situations come and when things happen to you, when you get to be sick, the difference for you, the favor that you have, you have built in the foundation. When you have built in the foundation, it will be much better. It's not that things are not going to happen for you, but you have built in the foundation so you can be stronger. I was strong because I've chose to build on the foundation from that time. My heart was not whipped by the things that happened to me because I was making a decision of building on the rock. When we're building something, we're not building for ourselves, but we're building for the generation as well. We not doing this because it's just this time. This church things, it does not have to collapse when we are getting Madala, but it's needed to be in a straight foundation. We are doing this for the next generation. The generation, my children, I want them to come in a solid foundation. I want them to be raised in a foundation that is solid. Things will happen, but if you've built your house in the solid foundation, it's going to be okay. Zolanda, how do you sustain this? You're telling us we must be built in a solid foundation and there's storm coming all the time. There's wind coming all the time. There's stuff that is really struggling. I get to be worried some of the time. I want to tell you, you need to have peace. You need to have peace. When the wind is blowing, when you know your house is built on a solid foundation, you can stand up and look at the storm and watch what is going on. And then you have peace in you. Where do you get peace? You get it from him, Jesus Christ. A lot of people ask me, Zolane, peace, just peace. But to actually, to realize, the Bible says that Jesus has left and has left us with the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Peace and the Holy Spirit is something that are two messy bodies. Sometimes we get to panic, wait a little bit, call on him. Holy Spirit, I need you. I'm starting, I'm starting to make a decision in my own understanding. I need your peace to live in me. I want to read the scripture. 
And I want to close with this. I have told you these things so that in you may have peace. In this world, you will have troubles. We've got troubles in this world. But take a heart and have overcome, I have overcome the world. We have trouble in this world. But he's requiring us, he says it very carefully, so that you may have peace. John is not saying these things because he does not know there's trouble. He's saying it because he knows there's trouble. Actually, Jesus was going to be crucified by that time. As you roll down looking at all the scriptures, he knows there's something that was going to happen, that I'm going to die. But his action is specifically that you may have peace. I think the disciples, they were starting to panic because now they're thinking, this person was doing a miracle, this this person was doing fantastic. We used to go to PNPs and have breaking breads around. We used to see people being healed. And now what are we going to do? And he's telling them to have peace. Because we're going to have trouble in this world. That is John 16 verse 13. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord bless his people with peace. Psalms 129 verse 11. I want to end up with this. The Bible is telling us that the God is blessing us with peace. I want to receive it because I've been blessed. I want to, when I'm in the situation where I don't feel like I need peace, I want to say it's been given to me. I want to have peace. I don't know about you, but there's a time where you feel I don't need peace. But I want to tell you, you must call him the Holy Spirit to come because he's your comfort as well. You need him. No, it's available for you. And I want to just pray. I don't know if you are struggling with something. I just want to pray peace to you. We need the peace making in this world we are living. The only thing that will change South Africa, it's a peace of God in that parliament. We walk around. We see the things. We watch the TV. And I always cry, Lord, we need a peace on that parliament. Because there is a chaos. There is a chaos. We're walking in this world. There is a chaos. But when peace comes, it comes and gives us the comfort. I don't know if you have seen the significance. If someone is troubled, and then when you hug them, it's actually giving them a peace. It's going to be okay. They're so loved. When you hug them. And that is part. Peace is not just something that is stopped. It's something that's around you. It's something like a heart which is pumping your blood everywhere of the era. There is no way the heart is saying, this time I'm not going to distribute the blood on your legs. The, the heart is actually, the functioning is to actually distribute it everywhere on your body. You need peace in each and every decision you make. You need peace to the people that you are surrounded. I felt if you are 
do not have a peace of someone you are still hating him this time. I pray that you may forgive that person so you can may have peace. I have forgotten, I have forgiven the people that have raped my aunt. And I have peace now. I don't know them. And I think when I was doing Jokey's cause, Zoe's life, one of the great things, I did not want them to get them away because I want to know who they are. But now I have a peace. It's not going to help me to know who they are. Jesus knows them. Jesus knows them. And I actually remember struggling to forgive them and the Holy Spirit come and touch me. It says, Olane, you call yourself as a person that walking with Jesus. What happens if those people, they come to you other time and then you minister to them and they tell you that this is what they have done. What would you do? And my part of me, I wanted to smash them. But the Lord said you needed to have mercy upon them. Because I have loved you and I have called you. And the reason God created this world, it's not because he was bored, because he loved you. He's happy for you to be here. I just want to end up with this. I just want to pray peace for everyone. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you that each and everyone enter out of this place, coming in and going out, they may have peace. I pray peace at their workplaces as well. If you are fighting with your colleagues, if there is something that is wrong, I pray peace in Jesus' name. I speak life. And we thank you, Lord, that we've been given peace. We thank you for your reconciliation of amongst each other. That we may be one. There is no Jew and that we are one in you, Jesus. Thank you for our families. Father, I pray if there is a family that are fighting for sort of anything, I pray peace right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for those who are not well as well. Lord, I pray that you may give them peace, that you are the God of healer in Jesus' name. Father, I pray even on the finances side, if someone is panicking here and thinking, Lord, why I will pay my rent? Lord, how I'm going to get to work? Father, I pray that you may give them peace because you are the God of provider. Father, I want to lift your name higher. And Lord, I want to give the glory to you. Lord, it's not by mighty or my power what I've shared, but Lord, as I say that, we want to have peace when we're under the pressure as well of life. Lord, we want to look to you when it does not seem like. So, Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the hot day as well. In Jesus' name, amen.